0: I had, to, I had to move over to see my mute button. No, I was just making an entrance. Oh, hello. Welcome, everyone.
1: Oh, hello. And a happy new year to oh, you. Oh,
0: yes. Likewise. Happy new year, everyone.
1: Yes. We're nearly finished with our Star Trek, so it's not so happy for us.
0: We have but one episode left.
1: One episode. A single episode. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to make it. Well, there will be more Trek coming this year, and we can, we can you know, have at so. it with that. I mean, Set Phasers will be back before Season 4. We will continue making Oh, that's something. for
0: damn sure. Because we <laughs> have to do something. Oh, we sure do. Well, welcome to Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. My name is Aki Mies.
1: And I'm Steph Mans.
0: And today's star date is stardate 3011.21.8. No, not 11. 11.21, 1121.8. Uh, that would be a... that. Then I would be using a different... It uh, doesn't matter how star dates work. But if there were two points in it, I think you'd be traveling. You'd be moving through space and time. Okay. That's a theory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For those of us who've Googled these sorts of things. Right. I have. And also I have watched season three, episode twelve of Star Trek Discovery, entitled There Is a Tide. I say that because there's there's the ellipses at the end. So carry you get on. to say, yeah. There is a Tide.
1: That, that was awkward wasn't
0: it well that's how i think it should go <laughs> star
1: trek can you episode? stop making that sound so awkward I, can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it so much all right this episode was great it's definitely a to be continued episode oh it's hard to even it's hard to even start to talk about it because i'm so nervous
1: oh it was such a great it. episode i'm excited
0: But it was wonderful. Wait, let's let's run it down so I can just get it over with. It's time to run it down. Mm -hmm. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? We sure can. We'd love to run it down for you.
1: That's what we're here for. Okay. The fun stuff.
0: The fun stuff. Okay, basically we're coming into the. I probably said this for like the last four episodes, but we're in the home stretch. (laughs) And basically, you may remember in the last episode, Discovery goes to the Verruva Nebula because they think that's maybe where the burn started and there's a whole thing and the away team goes down there. While they're out there, Osiris shows up on the Viridian and Tilly's in charge of the ship, but Osiris is able to take over the ship. And then just as Michael and Book are coming back, having left some people on the surface of the planet to expose to the radiation and the Kelpian that may have caused the burn, Osiris... Manages to hijack the spore drive and jump discovery away back to presumably Star Trek headquarters. And so we begin this episode: There is a tide with a fake pursuit, where uh Osiris is on the bridge of Discovery, but she's got her people on the Viridian pretending to be chasing the Discovery and Discovery's running. And uh basically. Admiral Vance is in HQ, and he's like, what's the deal? There's no word from Saru. Their comms must be down. Should we let them in? Because remember, there's that big protective bubble around Federation HQ. And basically, on Discovery, the chain has taken over all the computer systems. They're trying to delete everything or, like, sort of, like, install all chain software on Discovery systems. However, there is a small bit of data they're not able to delete. It appears to be just some old earth entertainment. <laughs> goofy, goofy, goofy. Yes, I see your face cup. Ladies and gentlemen, why would you put my face forward? I that's
1: that's, that's the way that it happens to be. My face ends up somewhere.
0: Yay. Hey, gang. There's a cup with our faces on it. Honestly, yours looks bigger than mine.
1: It's I think mine's smaller. Oh. Anyway, if you want to get one, let me know. You can email okay. us at setphaserspodcast at gmail.com. Huh. Sure. Remember that. Mm-hmm.
0: Or you They hold you can just... their
1: recept... They're very decent receptacles.
0: They are quite decent. They recept very well. I take exception to one of the faces.
1: Sorry, I interrupted the, your chain of thought.
0: No, no. Oh, Shane, <laughs> how dare you? Um, you will never break my chain of thought. Never mm. break a uh, chain.
1: Sorry, I shouldn't overuse that, but still... Anyway, we'll come back to that later. i got one episode left.
0: <laughs> you know, definitely bring out the chain a couple more times.
1: And I still don't have my tinfoil time. Side effect.
0: Well, I mean, I played it for you that one time and it ruined everyone's life. So that's beside the point. I could send it to you tonight for the last episode, maybe.
1: Please. But what would
0: be the point of tinfoil time?
1: <laughs> well, actually, it would be a really good episode for tinfoil time. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's it. not
0: get. We're running it down. We're running Sorry. it down. So this is like how we talk after the show is over. <laughs> Back on track. I'm hyper. Okay, so the the chain is taking... Why? I'm not falling for the bait. The chain is taking over <laughs> the systems. They can't delete what we know has to be the sphere data. Anyway, they say there's very little bit remaining on the systems computer so they decide not to be too worried about it. Meanwhile, we find out that the bridge crew, along with Captain Tilly, is being held hostage by s- some people from the chain, but also in walks the cowboy from episode two.
1: I don't have any cowboy noise. Think- That's all right.
0: He doesn't deserve them. Yeah. He's a little loser. Um, I know Is he has a real name. And it's Zara? Z- Zara? Zara. 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 They, they say Zara, but I like to call him Spurs. Uh, so Spurs walks in, he's like, hey, remember me, and he's talking to Tilly, as you may remember Tilly, decided not to kill him but to let him leave on foot and fight the ice, and he goes, you should have next time a member finished the job instead of leaving it to the ice and it's his mangled hand from all the frostbite Uh, Osira does not want any of the crew touched, so they're being watched by these uh, operators, I forget what they're called the the, the people who work, like the foot soldiers basically for the chain. And but they can't be harmed, they just need to be kept. And uh, they throw in Rin among the hostages, the Andorian that had his antenna cut that was saved by Michael and Giorgio and Book from that planet. Meanwhile, Book and Michael are in hot pursuit, but they don't have a spore drive, so they're using the like, I guess the like courier network slipstream thing. And what's interesting about this, I thought this was an interesting detail, is that the slipstream is full of the wreckage of other ships that got all jacked up and destroyed. So they're having to dodge all this debris as they're flying through the slipstream. As they're flying through the slipstream.
1: Oh, I actually really want to make a rewind
0: thing now. Yeah, diction is done with the tip of the tongue
1: (laughs) as they're flying
0: through the slipstream. And their shields are at 20% and they're basically trying to catch up and warn the Federation before uh, the Federation is taken. Uh, Vance, who's like there, I guess the discovery is like a minute away or 30 seconds away from getting to the barrier where it would get dashed on the shield. So he has to decide whether or not to let them in. He decides to make an opening just big enough for Disco because remember Disco seems like it's being pursued by the Viridian. Michael and Book fall out of warp. They find that out at HQ. Michael tries to send a message, but the comms are fried. So she's not able to alert HQ that Osiris is actually on Discovery. So they see that Discovery is about to go through the hole. It's gonna have to let down its shields to pass through the membrane. Book takes the ship. Oh yeah. And he crashes it into the, the hangar as just as the shields drop, and boom, we hit the credits. So
1: I was it's fairly was exciting
0: great. and insane opening. Yeah. So you bonkers. you and I were bonkers.
1: watching this together.
0: On New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah, I know we did this, we're nerds. But it was quite fun, and yeah. we were like, oh, you press play, I press play. And we watched the whole thing together, kind of live live streaming and texting each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: true. It sounds worse and when you, say you, that when you tell yes. everyone. But
1: <laughs> my point was that that opening sequence, you and I were both like... Oh. <gasps> You
0: know. Yeah, we were like, go,
1: go, go, What a great opening yeah. sequence.
0: You know what's interesting? I feel like I'm going to give you credit because during the credits, you're like, hey, have we seen the mm. little drone things? And I was like, I think we saw them repairing the ship. I'm pretty sure that's been taken care <laughs> of. Uh, and I felt that I was right until the last 47 mm. seconds of this episode. Anyway, getting back to the episode. So Viridian stays outside of the bubble in like an aggressive posture. And Osira tells everyone to stay at the ready. Meanwhile, uh, she goes to visit the person that she has who's sort of, like, trying to figure out how to get the spore drive to work, and his name is Invigilator Aurelio.
1: I always thought invigilators were people that, you know, invigilated a test. They would just sit. You know, there were teachers that just sat and watched you take tests.
0: Well, I guess he does He does later, when he's talking to Stan, and say that he works at the oh. academy. Because apparently, I guess, Osiris' whole pitch, I won't get ahead of her, but her whole All pitch right. is that they had the best science places in the world. Anyway, so she goes to talk to him. She calls him the greatest scientist in three sectors. And she is very kind to him, uh, sort of uh, uncharacteristically nice mm. uh, oh. to him. Yes. Are we
1: shouting out Kenneth Mitchell, who played Invigilator Aurelio?
0: Yes, shout out Kenneth Mitchell, who played shout out to
1: Kenneth Mitchell, who played him wonderfully. But yes. Kenneth Mitchell, as you may be aware, played Cole, our Vulcan Cole, with the red thing in his face. Um, in pre- in the previous seasons. Uh, this uh, season,
0: uh, you did the thing that we keep doing, our Klingon Cole. What did I say? You said Vulcan.
1: Did I? Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Klingon <laughs> Cole. we do on this show. <laughs> I don't know why I really do that. He played Klingon Cole. And then he took a break. So uh, this year, I think around February, um, sorry, last year, in, around February, he, he uh, announced that he has uh, ALS. So he was invited back to Discovery um, with a part that would work for him. And this is it. Right,
0: and so invigilator Aurelio is uh, in some sort of, uh, like, conveyance vehicle that allows hmm. him to move around. Not No wheels, nor is it a chair. So I don't know if you can call it either of those things, hover but it's substituting for chair. a hover, a hover uh, thing. Yes. Also, Klingon Cole, just so everyone knows, on the record as having been a, a merry old soul. A merry old soul is he um <laughs> what he called for his wife and he called for his bowl and he called for his fiddlers three no you don't know that poem
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh it's coming flooding back to me now
0: old king cole no oh, old
1: king Cole. The- oh i see thank you yeah, i klingon the reference cole. he was old mirror, klingon so. cole i see old I see. klingon i see cole. what you did there it's very good thank you yeah. thank
0: you ladies and gentlemen important <laughs> things are being done Wow, we're I'm off the really, rails so really early. distracting
1: you say This is what happens when I have tea instead of gin when we do this,
0: <clears throat> yeah, you need to you need to really gin it up, okay, so where was I? I thank God I have these my notes are I'm a nerd, so meanwhile, back on discovery inside Book ship, which still doesn't have a name, book gives Michael actually, I think you should hit me with the book music here Want because this is a big moment big moment here <laughs> uh, Book. I like the way you love. Michael, I'm gonna give you this life science thing that keeps you invisible. Also, you're gonna tell me that you love me, and I'm gonna say, Oh, yeah, I love you too. Now get out of here and save the ship.
1: You time that so well every time. I like the way you love.
0: <laughs> oh man <laughs> um i wish i wish i Don't wasn't you have a gig coming that up soon? Song.
1: please tell no. me that you're actually going to yeah play, i'm going to do that book on the gig. <laughs> <do laughs> yeah, no one will
0: ever <laughs> ever pay to see Missing sing again
1: <laughs> i would um they might not just book you.
0: <laughs> just the two of us
1: uh. okay
0: so book gives her life signs uh sort of like blocker that allows her to move up the ship without them knowing that she's there but he has to stay behind because they know that someone must have been flying the ship and so he's going to be taken hostage or whatever. We should note that, well, because it's important to me, Grudge is definitely secure before they take Book hostage. Uh, Michael goes, spurs, goes, finds Book. Uh, Vance realizes, uh, meanwhile, in HQ, that it must be Osira on the ship, because if he hasn't heard from Saru, and Osira knew that half the fleet was in Kaminar, and so on and so forth, so now he's like, all right, he takes an aggressive posture, book is in fact added to the hostages, but that allows him to give Tilly like sort of the old eyebrow sign that Michael is on the ship and all is well. Meanwhile, in what may have been one of my favorite things that they've done, they give Michael Burnham a full-on John McClane diehard uh, sort of subplot here as the ship has been taken over by the the regulator of the chain and so the first thing she does is she runs up on a chain guy so she says like hello or hey or something or whatever super john mcclain immediately puts him in like a leg lock he's Mm -hmm. able to get a knife out he has a dagger puts it in her leg but even though it's in her leg she's able to choke him out and uh so she she has her own she has to pull the knife out of her leg and then she takes the radio off of him and then she limps away And so Osyra eventually contacts Vance, and she's like, hey, listen, I just want to negotiate. My name's Minister Osira of the Emerald Chain. I'm going to give you back all of your crew except for the bridge crew, with whom I will continue to hold for my own safety. And I think we should talk. And so Vance agrees. He sets up the ready room for a visitor. Michael finds herself in a Jeffrey's tube where she uses, uh, like, a should be like a i assume like a health thing but it sort of looks like she kind of like carterizes the wound shut all super tough and she's able to send a message to her mother that's essentially like mayday but also i may the way things are going this could go really south i may not see you again but hopefully i will in the distant future uh she finds where Stamus is being held by listening to the communications between the regulators and uh, that aurelio is trying to uh, take the neural lock off of the subject. And so that, so she knows Stamus is in engineering. Vance meets with Osira and they begin to negotiate. Meanwhile, the bridge crew, not to be uh, underestimated, are able to, uh, using Morse code, sort of, provoke their captors who are keeping them in their room to. I did not
1: understand the tapping thing or how they were, what they were saying to each other.
0: Well, when Book asks him right after, he says, what were you saying to him? He says, I told him to keep tapping. <laughs> they were just trying to annoy them so that they would
1: they were move, change positions were... so
0: that they could then, yeah, so they could right. uh, attack their captors and knock them all out and take their weapons. And then Tilly takes over and she's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. She says, Ren, OK, I need you to break into the systems, hack the, the chain code so that we can find out first where Michael is and B, figure out how we can take back the ship. Uh Osira and Vance are meeting with uh the <laughs> the hologram that Steph lovingly calls bow tie boy, which is the like uh <laughs> biometric lie detector, but he's <laughs> dressed in all white and wearing a bow tie. It is very I'm I approve of it, but it is a little good. Thing.
1: Of course you do. He's a giant nerd. He looks like <clears one.
0: throat> Well,
1: as I drink from your nerdy face.
0: I'm okay. Well, <laughs> I'm looking I'm in the market for now, a white bow tie. I don't think I own one. It's pure really pure white.
1: No, I don't think I've never been invited to a
0: a state dinner, you know, white, white tie and tails. But one day, maybe
1: Hmm.
0: um, they have my number. So um this is where we find out what Osiris' plan is. Her idea is that she wants to bring both the chain and the federation together to create a union, a new, a new federation, if you will. She says the federation has a spore drive. The Emerald Chain is, just, empires don't last forever. And since they're out of dilithium, how could they possibly hope to maintain control? But the Federation has a spore drive that they're not able to recreate or reproduce. And she has a quote, quote, the most well funded science institutions. Uh, and so that's maybe that's why he's called an invigilator, because maybe he's like a professor test giver at the institutions. I don't know. He's a scientist. It sounds menacing to call. Instead of saying Doctor Aurelio, they say Invigilator Aurelio. Mm. That's my thinking. We did note at while we were watching that uh, Osiris' accent, her slightly British accent, goes in and out depending on how menacing she wants to be.
1: Yes, I actually picked. I think when I watched it the second time, I picked up on a few things. So she'll she and it's it's really her tease. So it's most like she sounds mostly British. But then she'll drop T's every now and again. So I think in, right. in one of the scenes with Vance, she said beauty. Right, exactly. And then she says, you know, something very like, oh, you know, it's about this and that. Very tits. Sorry, not tits. Oops. Well, it's
0: all right. We're gonna get into some naughty language later. <laughs> because my 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 favorite quote of the episode <laughs> is from Vance, and he's he definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> <Your> <laughs> <use>. <laughs> I really am sober.
0: It's got two Ts in it, so it's a good example, I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I could have said "tater tops. It like you're deliberately not trying to help me. <laughs> uh,
1: this is definitely the most I've, I've ever derailed you.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And I can't edit this out. I'm doing it to myself as well.
0: Uh, okay, wait, where am I? Okay, so they're, <laughs> they're trying to... Yes, Osyraa would like the two groups to join together And and so that's what she would like She thinks the Federation has the ability to project hope Even now, even after the burn and the subsequent uh, dissolution uh, The Federation still represents hope But the chain has actual power and money behind it And she says, in the end, we're doing it for each of us, for our people And that's what really matters And that's why we need to create this new Federation Meanwhile, back on Disco Spurs slash Zara they find this missing com badge, and they're like, "Okay, well, there's someone on the ship, even though we don't have a life sign." And so Zara sends folks after Michael, who's still in the Jeffreys tube. Uh, Aurelio wakes up Stamets, but he's Stamets is still tied up, and uh, starts to talk to him about science and technology. And they're listening to Andorian opera, and Stamets mentions, you know, "Hey, you know, I have a family. I have a partner. I have a child." Uh, we, which we, both of us. That have awed adorable. When we found out. Yeah, it is adorable. Um, and he meant Adira. Yes, of course.
1: Just, because I wasn't sure if he was bluffing, but no, he did. He genuinely. I meant thought, Adira. yeah,
0: yeah, but he genuine. Of course, yeah. Um, and uh, basically, Aurelio's like, "Hey, I want to figure out how to recreate uh, your system, and we don't know how you speak to the spores, and we know that it's it can't be you're not an empath, so it must be the tardigrade." DNA in you. And Stamets says, yes, I have the tardigrade DNA, but that species is extinct. You probably have to kill me to cut it out of me. And Aurelia says, oh, no, we can grow the tardigrade cells. Dun, 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 yum. Yeah. So uh, meanwhile, Michael is being closed in upon by uh, the the minions of the chain, And uh, while that's happening, Spurs is all like, hey, there!" calling calling her by the comm that she stole, which I think was like Z352 or something. He's like, you must be getting pretty nervous in there. We're closing in on you. Maybe you should just give up. But Michael's no fool. She ties herself to some sort of bar. She sets off the fire alarm. It causes the ports to open out into space in order to suppress the fire systems, which means the person who's grabbed onto her to try and take over her. They get jettisoned out into space, taking their shoes with her. And that is just at the time that Tilly and crew are able to hack into the system to try and find Michael's comms. So we all have a breathless moment where we think maybe Michael was sucked out into space along with the uh, people that were trying to capture her. But then she comes back down on the radio and she says, hey, Zara, you're gonna need more regulators. Oh, John McClane up in this piece. Die hard. All right. Well, it was exciting for me. In any case, I also liked that at that point she had no shoes and she was bleeding from her feet, just like in the original Die Hard movie. Mm-hmm. Tis the season. That's all I want to say. So we go back to Osira and Vance. They're still negotiating. And uh, Osira is... <laughs> they're eating food. And Osira's is making fun of them for using replicators because she's like, the food is not as good as the real thing. And Vance, in a quote that I will happily recite later explains to her exactly how the replicators work, but is able to tie that back into the idea that they use the replicators so they don't have to commit atrocities to get the sustenance that they need. And what Osiris wants is for the Federation, if they're going to make this union and for there to be peace, for them to the, the Federation to sanction the mercantile exchanges, the capitalism that is the bread and butter, if you will, of the Emerald Chain. However... Part of that bread and butter, perhaps a major part of it, is the trade of slavery, which Vance points out. And Osiris says uh, "We, she has, she has expended political capital to outlaw slavery throughout the Emerald Chain if it will mean peace and union with the Federation.
1: And the irony is that the Orions themselves were originally traded as slaves. Yes. And they are now trading slaves.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Hmm. I guess we don't really know, like... They've created a nice big bad here in Osira as we see at the end of the season. But as we see in this episode, she really is like a, like just a super powerful senator within the Emerald Chain. So there could be more, there could be a more bigger, badder kind could of be. like puppet master, you know, moving the strings for next season. I don't know. That's pretend mm. for all the time, really. <laughs> uh, okay, so whew, I'm still, still so flustered <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's all right. take your time i'm have some tea i'm i'm i can do this so while they're having this discussion they both get information about uh the emerald chain people who had been spaced and uh i think vance then knows that maybe something is going on but he doesn't know quite what it is as does Osiris because she then says okay let's quit beating around the bush and she shows him the agreement, the armistice agreement that she has drawn up. And so Van says, okay, well, let me give, get a second to read this. Meanwhile, the bridge crew and Rin are still in the place where they have subdued their their uh, captors. But Rin is going to scramble all the life signs on the ship so that no one will know where the bridge crew is. And the bridge crew is going to then try to figure out a way to take back the ship. But in order for it to work, Rin will have to stay behind to sort of take on the, the, the people who are coming now to reinforce the captors who are obviously have been subdued. Book also agrees to stay behind. So they do that while the crew goes on ahead. Uh, Stamets is trying to reveal to Aurelio, invigilator Aurelio, that his the rose-colored glasses through which he sees it seems impossible that he wouldn't have known this, but for some reason he seems to think Osiris is just like sweet and wonderful and doing things for the good of all living beings, all sentient life. And um, Stamus is sort of exposing that like they trade in slaves and that they, the advances that they purport to give to places like Quejan they did uh, uh, by forcing them, you know, to do this or, or threatening them with starvation and so on and so forth. And I don't know if Aurelio's really convinced. He seems like he's sort of on the fence. And as that's happening, Michael bursts in, stuns everyone in the room, and frees Stamets. However, she's not freeing Stamets so that he can get back into the Spore Cube and jump back to the Verubian ne- Veruban Nebula and jump back to the Verubin Nebula in order to save Hugh. And, as he is to find out in this conversation, Adira, who's also down there, Because Michael thinks she has to get him off the ship in order to get him away from Osiris, because that is what Osiris wants, the spore drive. And he's the way the spore drive works. And Stamets is not going along with that. So Michael gives him the old Vulcan neck pinch, nerve pinch, Vulcan, knocks him out. Uh, Vance and Osiris are like so close to coming to an agreement dig. He finishes reading through the armistice and he's like, okay, well, so who's going to be the representative for the chain? Because it can't be you. And I was, I was like, I see where you're going there because my reputation. I'll put someone like a respected doctor as the representative of the chain. And she tells her first lie of the meeting, according to the uh, Bowtie Boy. And Vance says, this person wouldn't just be a proxy for you, just a puppet for you. And she goes, of course not. And Bowtie Boy goes, that is a lie. And from there, it is disastrous because... Vance says, listen, they can't be just a, a proxy for you. And also, if this is going to work, then once we sign these papers, part of it is going to have to be that you turn yourself in to be prosecuted for the crimes you have committed, which Osira takes great offense at. And uh, it basically leads to everything sort of falling apart and before she storms out van says if you do this you know it's for our people if it's truly a sacrifice you think is worth it i am willing to do it i can promise you justice and osiris response is oh i can promise you the same and then she storms out so ren and book taken prisoner but the bridge crew is able to escape osiris returns to discovery osiris sees aurelio on the bridge she says. I need you to to leave because what I have to do now is what I have to do. And I don't know if you want to see it. And he insists on seeing it because now maybe he's had a change of heart uh, or he wants to know what's truly going on. She says, fine, you can see, but it won't be pleasant. She tasks spurs with figuring out what is going on with the ship and to prevent anyone from leaving because they have lost their bargaining chip. But as that is happening, (laughs) super smart. Michael uh, is, uh, has, Basically, put Stambus in some sort of like escape bubble and not using a an airlock. She sets an over a phaser to overload. It's destroying a porthole, which whisks him out into space, but he has a homing beacon on him. So he is able to be pulled in via tractor beam to Federation HQ. However, Paul is very upset about this. He curses Michael. And uh, I don't know if she's ever gonna get over that. It's pretty rough. That was a pretty rough one.
1: Yeah. Uh, we followed you into the future.
0: Mm-hmm. We mm. we came here so that you wouldn't be alone. We gave mm. up everything. Yes. How can you do this?
1: Guilt. guilt. Guilt,
0: guilt, guilt. But you know, Michael makes the tough calls. It's hard. It's hard. She's not even a captain. She's not even on like command staff anymore. She's still got to make tough calls.
1: Kirky and calls.
0: Kirky and calls. So on the bridge, Osira has her two prisoners. Uh, prisoners. On the bridge, Osira has her two prisoners, Rin and Book, and she basically grabs one of the big red laser rifle things that everyone seems to use in the chain. I don't know what you call them. And she's like, fix my sensors or else. And Rin says, no. And she says, this is not the time to grow a spine. And Rin says, oh, I've seen what true bravery is. I've seen what true uh, duty, duty and loyalty and love is, and you no longer terrify me. You only have fear, and fear cannot last forever. And just as she's then about to shoot him out of spite, book caves and says, I'll tell you where all the dilithium is, because there's all that, de- there's a planet made out of dilithium <laughs> uh, in the Veruba Nebula. And he says, I'll tell you exactly where it is and how to get in and out because it's unsafe to go into the nebula, but I know where you can go and I'll do it in exchange for the lives of Rin and the bridge crew. And Osira thinks this over for a minute and then she uh, disintegrates Rin. And then she's like, all right, get some truth serum for book because I want to make sure this is true. She
1: looks like she's about to say yes to that and and let Rin live.
0: Now, I think she just hated Rin so much, right? it's part of part of her 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 reign of terror to make you not sort of know how her mind works you know she did the same thing to her nephew mm. when he was she was like oh you got to go you're just like your father and he's like oh thanks and she's like i'm going to feed you to the transform." Um, oh, so finally our final scene tilly at all they get to the armory they take over the people that are in there knock them all out they blow the force field that's on all the phasers. They grab all the weapons. Tilly says, "Take as many as you can. Take uh, as many weapons as you can. We don't have much time. We make it to the bridge no matter what. That means if somebody falls, we keep going." Then they hear a noise, and they all swing around to it, and they're super worried about it. And who or what should have created that noise that made them think someone was creeping up on them? But a drone. The cute little drones from the intro. And they're called dot 23s. And one drone comes up and it shows the footage of uh, Buster Keaton. And Tilly's like, you're the sphere data. What's up? And she's like, yeah, we, we sure are. Because the sphere data has hidden its information of itself out of once the, the ship was taken over in the dot 23s. And Tilly says, are you going to help us? And the sphere data says, quote, I'm at your service, Captain. Shall we take back the ship? And then I think they try to do like a live long and prosper. Oh, is that what that with was? Their hands. I thought maybe
1: that's what it was. Did you not think that whole moment was very like Disney's Wally?
0: Well, they can't. The drones look like Wally. Well,
1: they do, but it was more like, just like. Or they look like Luna. Yeah, Ava, Luna. Ava, get it right. Ava. Ava. That's right. Yeah. But they look like Ava for one thing, and also then they they projected that sort of image, and that's mm-hmm. what yeah. uh, Ava. No, Wally did.
0: Like that's what Wally did. He
1: yeah. projected the image.
0: Hmm. I yeah. No, I agreed. It was very, very Wally esque. Listen, right? There but, were many. But you
1: had the Die Hard thing at the same, you know, in the same episode, and I was like, yeah. what,
0: what, what? I, I listen, I wasn't mad about it. I wasn't. This we're gonna get more Die Hard because they have to take back the ship. That's gonna be the last episode, yeah. right? It's just gonna be back the ship. them taking back, taking over the bridge and trying to get back to the nebula in order to save Saru, Hugh, and Adira and um, Sukal, mm. uh, and and stop a, a second burn from happening. I mean. I don't know how they're going to wrap this all up. As usual, I have no idea how they're going to do this in one episode, but they'll figure out a way.
1: Indeed.
0: It will be a fugue of madness. And so that is episode 12 of season three, Star Trek Discovery. Indeed. Or if you prefer this pronunciation, disco? Very. Um... (laughs) I forget what we do now. Oh, uh, uh.
1: <laughs> Do you want to go to tinfoil time or do you want to go straight to quotable moments? Let's go to quotable moments. Quotable moments. You is know, a rather good impression of me.
0: Thank you. Well, I am, I am a vocalist at my heart. Okay, so I gave you the Tilly quote, which I really enjoyed at the end. Take as many weapons as you can carry. We don't have much time. We make it to the bridge no matter what. That means that if somebody falls, we keep going. Really mm. enjoyed that. Did you have a quote that you enjoyed particularly? I
1: liked Rins. I feel like it must have been literally the last thing he said. In, and he said, all you have is fear. Yeah. And no one is feared forever.
0: That was a beautiful line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you're totally right. I The justice thing I thought was a cool thing where Vance says, I can give you justice. And Osiris says, oh, I can promise you the same. And then, of course, I really enjoyed Vance's bit of uh, <laughs> profanity. Bleep this as you that may about the apples. They're eating apples, and and Osiris teasing him about it. And Vance says, "It's made of our shit, you know. That's the base material mm. that we use in our replicators. We deconstruct it to the atomic level and then reform the atoms. It's pretty good for shit, and we don't have to commit atrocities for it." I thought that was a well-rounded, well rounded, well well rounded way to uh to state your position on the negotiations.
1: Mm. <laughs> It was a good little comeback, because yeah. she was teasing him and saying, you've never tasted a real apple. <laughs> oh, no, no. And he was like, no, it's all reconstituted shit. But, but we don't have to come into yeah, yeah, to we get far food.
0: Yeah, we don't have to tell people that they're going to suffer famine planet-wide and have all their children die, because we suck. Anyway, mm-hmm. so, I mean, what's going to happen? I don't know.
1: Well, with the little sneak preview that you get at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. do you watch those, or do you turn off?
0: Um, I sort of look, but try not to. No, I don't really watch those. <laughs> no, I feel about the spoils. Sometimes I see them. I saw some like, oh, we got to do this. Pew, 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 you know, but I don't
1: close Fine, but we get a hint that they are going to throw it back to the Kobayashi Maru. Oh, really? Well, yes, yeah, not in the true sense of the test, but
0: it's, I, t- I t- yeah. think
1: literally someone says, this is a no-win situation, and Michael says, well, I don't believe in those. Very Kirkian hmm
0: so kirk yeah so oh it is a loot it is a yeah it is a no-win situation it's like take back the ship take care of Osira, or get back to the ruben nebula within the next what they have like maybe 16 hours maybe 12 hours to get back there get in the ship is still limping it's been it barely had time to repair itself uh from its first trek into the nebula <laughs> and uh First track <laughs> into the nebula. I, I mean, it's gonna be messy. I'm, I. I don't know who's going to die, but someone is going to die. That's my
1: view. For theory. sure, someone is definitely going to yeah.
0: die. What I said last week that uh, did sound goofy, but it's still possible that Gray will have something to do. with You
1: do burn. get a, a quick, a quick with, view with, of Gray. We do. We do. Yeah, but. That's it, literally. A quick view I feel like of gray. Who has blue hair in this? Gray. A deer blue.
0: Anyway. Well, well, well. <clears throat> well, are they changed? Because I guess a deer is going to be changed. Everyone's going to be a deer is going to be some others. No, a deer is human, which I think is fine within the hollow thing. Right?
1: They're yeah. not going to turn them into. Oh, like that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. The or something. Are they humans? Oh yes, there are humans in the thing. So, but then Kolbo got saw, changed yeah, to the Joran. Like, he is human. So. True. Yeah,
0: so we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Saru got turned into a yeah. human. It's bonkers. It's simply bonkers. The but I, I <clears throat> my hope is that there'll be some cool thing that Grey does where gray with the melody somehow has something to do with the burn and get in there and stop the that's thing true. and turn all the dilithium and so it splits and then the emerald chain takes some but maybe Osiris Osira gets her comeuppance but the rest of them are able to get away but Aurelio's gonna be thinking oh am I on the wrong side of this or maybe he'll come over to the Federation in the end and then they'll have to deal with the emerald chain in its entirety in season four that's
1: that's all my right theory. I like it <laughs> We wrap <laughs> this puppy
0: up. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Oh, next time on set phase. You know what? I forgot to look up the episode title because I just know it's the last. Uh, it episode. is. There
1: is. There. You are the last. You are the hope. Part two. Whatever it is.
0: It's the hope is you part two. Yes, I thought it wasn't that. Oh, they changed it.
1: No, it is that it's this hope is you that the thing the hope, that hope is you. you part two that hope
0: is you yes. part one. but it wasn't that when we looked at the list of episodes earlier so they must have just changed it because there was no explanation for that hope is you
1: i remember we looked that up and we were like it's part one of none. yeah exactly that's bonkers. well i like
0: it that's fine they kept us on our on the edge of our... so next week we'll be talking about season finale seems so crazy to say the season finale of season three of Star Trek Discovery. When this year began, Steph, we had no idea we would be here. Um,
1: no, we didn't.
0: We're not, well, when this year began, we knew because it was 16 hours ago.
1: <laughs> yep. But in terms of COVID grateful things, we got to do our podcast that we said we would do and couldn't get around to.
0: It's a wonderful thing. Maybe the only good thing about pandemic is that all the jokes that we made about things that we would do if we ever had time that we knew we never have time for we're able to do now so thank you (laughs) for you and thank you discovery and and thank you listeners for joining us a segue if you enjoy the program you can catch us every friday at 8 p.m eastern time on facebook live or as a podcast every monday wherever podcasts come from Please, please, please rate us and subscribe.
1: Please do. We are on Facebook and Instagram and my meme game is on point. So true. Yep. So we are at Set Phasers podcast or at Set Phasers. So feel free to follow us and join in the conversation of all things Trek.
0: If you want to support us in our continuing mission and the mission will continue uh, to discover what discovery has in store for us, you, we'd only be delighted. Look, I guess at the bottom, the lower third or whatever. Uh, you can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash setphasers. And in fact you have like a day and a half to join if you want to be part of our live watching experience. It's not called Netflix party anymore, but Netflix party experience, essentially.
1: Tele Tell- party. Yeah, yeah. We are watching on Netflix. Yeah. So it's a Netflix party. It's a party, party and it's on Netflix. Via tele right. party. Yeah, it's it'll be fun, and we're uh, watching the first TNG holodeck episode in honor of the the latest episode with with the holodeck with, Cole. Uh, Su- mm-hmm. So um, join us for for that. It will be super fun. It's like Picard's first foray into the Dick Tracy one. It will be super fun. It's great
0: costumes, accents, the
1: whole nine. Oh yeah, the whole the whole nine yards. Well, anyway, thank you so much for watching and listening. I am Steph Mans,
0: And I am Aki Ramirez, and this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast.
1: Computer. End program.